Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Casey, Baltimore, San Fran, Detroit. Big weekend, of course, in the NFL Championship Weekend. We are on Sportsman Life, presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. Big news last night, Milwaukee Bucks firing their head coach, Adrian Griffin, after 43 games, 30 and 13. Adrian Wojnarowski has reported that it looks as if Doc Rivers could get this job. So we will keep an eye on that. Obviously, as soon as that happens, we will let you know of that if Doc is officially named the Milwaukee Bucks head coach. 43 games into his season, um, we see that move obviously made but the conversation is uh, back to the NFL people still buzzing including us about the Bills losing specifically Josh Allen he's arguably become the most polarizing player in the NFL how did we get here Ev because I don't feel like this conversation existed before the start of this season no because we were too busy talking about Aaron Rodgers and the Jets uh, or Dak Prescott right in the or Dallas Dak Cowboys Prescott, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't feel like this was a thing even in the middle of the season it feels it's, like this is a conversation that came about once the playoffs started. In some ways, it is a compliment to Josh Allen. And it, it may not feel like it to the Josh Allen fans right now. It may not feel like it to Josh Allen who's you know if he's listening. But it is a compliment in that we are looking at a player that we have believed could be so much more. And because of the fact that it's not happening right now in terms of team success. We are not going. We are not letting it go necessarily. I don't think anybody looked at Jordan Love and said, "Oh my God, you lost." What a disgrace. How can you lose? You haven't won in a big spot because he's just starting. We don't look at Baker Mayfield, to his credit, overachieving this year, losing and having these polarizing conversations. We only look at athletes, coaches, whom Doc Rivers, we've brought it up about, thinking, hey, you should – we think you're so good. We thought you could do more right by now. We're overanalyzing you, of course. That's what we do for a living. But we think you could be great. When is it going to happen? So in, in a way, it is a compliment. There's no other quarterback that we could look at in the NFL that we would say has as much talent and ability and track record as this guy that doesn't have as much on that top line of the resume. Lamar's got the two MVPs. Mahomes has everything. Burrow has a Super Bowl appearance. Jalen Hurts has a Super Bowl appearance. The only other one is Dak Prescott. And we do spend a ton of time on Dak Prescott. I don't know that there's another quarterback that we could look at and say, you have the ability to do so much, but we just don't have it yet. Yeah. Is there anybody else? I I don't Mm. know if there's another quarterback that we would point to. That has enough of a sample size, right? Love doesn't have a sample size. Stroud doesn't have a sample size. I don't think there's an Tua, maybe, but I don't think any of us. Nobody think, puts Tua on that right. level we don't because think he's, he's yeah, doesn't have the physical abilities say. that Josh does. He he occupies a very rare space because maybe he, Justin Herbert, not yet, but soon and and yeah, soon Justin, with Trevor Justin Lawrence. Herbert because he's going to be on his third Trevor head coach. Lawrence is a good one. Okay, but let, actually, let's let's compliment Josh Allen here. Uh, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Herbert don't even have close to the amount of accomplishments that Josh Allen has. Josh Allen doesn't have close to the amount of accomplishments that Lamar Jackson has, right? So there are levels to this. There are levels to accomplishment, but Trevor Lawrence and and Justin Herbert are probably a year or two away from us sitting here doing the exact same thing to them as we are doing to Josh Allen. We think you can be more, 
You and your team are yet to be more. Let's have the conversation as to why. But here's the thing. Even the franchise told us that they think Josh Allen could be more. Otherwise, they wouldn't have fired Ken Dorsey, their offensive coordinator, Mm -hmm. midway through the year. They told us there was a problem with what was going on with the offense. So why are we not to look at the quarterback, especially when he set a career high when it comes to turnovers? Josh Allen had 45 turnovers in 38 games over the last two years, including playoffs. That ain't championship football. And here's the thing. The last two playoff runs you had ended in your building to Joe Burrow and Pat Mahomes. Like that, that you got to wear that. So why are we going to assign that level of greatness to you where you clearly don't belong in the conversation? And here's the thing that I hate when we do this. We want to conflate Josh Allen's ability with greatness. Like, you know, just, just in the same way that Greg Olson tried to conflate Brock Purdy and not giving him credit for the wins with, with how he's perceived. Like, stop, let's stop doing that, okay? Like, Brock Purdy is a good quarterback in his own right. But until Brock Purdy changes, in our minds, the perception around him and the perception around Kyle Shanahan and that team by actually winning a championship and doing what Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't, then opinions around Brock Purdy ain't going to change. The status quo is going to remain. That's the same thing with Josh Allen. Until you actually break through, until you get to a Super Bowl, until you win a championship, until you win an MVP, the opinions of the people that 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 have an issue with you aren't going to change. Nobody is going to assign like the the masses are not going to agree unanimously that you are great. Not in the same way that we look at Pat Mahomes. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why everybody wants to shout from the mountaintops that everybody is just being a Josh Allen hater when we're all just acknowledging the fact that your dude hasn't achieved this level of greatness even though he has the physical abilities to do so. Which is why I think Trevor Lawrence is definitely that next man up in this conversation. Because of where he was drafted, because of the success he had in college, he now has a head coach who's won a Super Bowl. We don't have the Urban Meyer mess anymore. People are going to start looking at him because our expectations for him when he was drafted, when he came out of college, was that he's going to be that next guy. He's going to be – he was in conversations with Peyton Manning, with Andrew Luck, about guys who come out of college and are going to be transformational quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. And I I think he's maybe a year away from us starting to have these Josh Allen-type conversations about Trevor Lawrence. So let's hear from some of the people who spoke about this yesterday. Sean McDermott, head coach of the Buffalo Bills, had this to say on Josh Allen having input on the future coaching staff. You know, it's big. you got to have the buy-in from your franchise quarterback, or any quarterback for that matter. And um, certainly at the end of the day, it'll be my decision, and I respect Josh's opinion. Okay, let's also hear from Brandon Bean, the general manager, on whether or not the window has been closed in Buffalo. I don't get into that windows closed mindset. Your team is always changing and evolving each class with draft classes, free agents, whether they're one-year deals or or multi-year deals. Some guys age out. Some guys play themselves to where you can't afford them. So you're you're constantly changing the roster. But this is a quarterback league. I believe in the guy we got under center. You know, look at who's playing in the conference championship, Lamar versus Mahomes. Josh has played in that game. Obviously, we've come up short. We wish we were still playing, but it starts there. we got other players that have to help. He can't do it by himself, but I don't subscribe to the window is closing or is closed. But every team is a new team. Sometimes a team clicks at different parts of the year. I think we had to figure out who we were, what we did best, and luckily we did it in time to secure another division and give ourselves two home games. 
And if you look at the salary cap, it, a lot of things go up, including Josh Allen's contract next year. So Brandon Bean, general manager, had this to say, if it looks as bad as it does on paper right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not, we don't have, you know, the same money we had going into 2019, you know, in 2020, but we'll work around it. We're not planning to take a year off and just not be competitive. Will we be younger in some areas? Yes. Will we have to rely on draft picks? Maybe we're not able to keep 5D tackles that we feel can play this year. We've always tried to create as much depth as we could for what we saw. We had to play with some depth down the stretch. Sometimes when you're trying to work your cap and when you're paying a quarterback up here, and we've definitely been aggressive on some pieces the last couple years, that's not going to be an option. I'm not laying my head down tonight going, we don't have a shot at it next year. Your reaction to what came out of Buffalo yesterday? Okay, so let me say this first about Brandon Bean. Like, I'm going to push back on the notion that Josh can't do it by himself. He hasn't had to do it by himself, all right? With all of the injuries that they had on the defensive side of the ball, they still had a top-five scoring defense. They had a top-ten run game. Their defense was third in takeaways this year. Josh hadn't had to do it by himself. That hasn't been the case. This has been a top-ten defense, top-ten offense since he's been there. He's got a good head coach in Sean McDermott that went to the playoffs before he even got there in 2017. So, so hey, let's let's stop with the notion that Josh has had to do it by himself or that we're not going to ask him to do it by himself because that has not been the case. Now, as far as their salary cap issues, those are real. And it's going to get a lot tougher in terms of the margin for error and the degree of difficulty because you're not going to be able to keep a lot of the veterans around and you're going to have to have young guys. And so this is a leadership moment for Josh Allen as well because of what the franchise has invested in him. So all of the different intangibles that you expect from the position, he's going to have to bring that to the table in order for this team to take that next step because you're not going to be able to import veteran leadership um, in, in the way that they have in the past by being able to make a trade for Steph Diggs or being able to go out and sign Von Miller. You're not going to be able to have those luxuries this offseason. So I think it's going to be incumbent on Josh to step up and provide more leadership in that locker room and try to get this team back to contending for championships, get them back to the conference championship, ultimately to the Super Bowl. As you're saying all that, all I can think of is we're going to learn a lot about who Josh Allen is next season. Because he's not going to be surrounded by the same amount of talent. He's not going to be surrounded by the same amount of leadership. And how is he going to fare in this next iteration of what the Bills is going to look like? Because they really do have a big financial puzzle that they're going to have to figure out. And if it isn't the same, can he overcome that? Can he be the reason why maybe they rise above and break through? All right, I've tried to do something here to kind of break down how we're looking at quarterbacks. Because CC is very concerned and bothered by the perception Concerned to bother, maybe strong, aware of the perception of like, oh, we hate Josh Allen, which is not what we're saying, right? But we're trying to categorize this and properly place it. So here's what I have for you. Tell me if you guys like this. I broke the quarterbacks down into kind of labels here and how I would look at it. Done everything, Mahomes. Done almost everything, Lamar. Had a chance to do it, Burrow and Hurts. Previously did it, Rodgers, Stafford, and Russ. Need something more on the resume. Allen, Lawrence, Prescott, Herbert, Purdy. Too young to judge. Stroud and Love. Should they be mentioned? Goff and Cousins. Can I throw two in there too? Which In which category? Should they be mentioned? Okay. Is that a fair way of looking at this? It's insulting towards no one. It seems to be factual towards everyone. I will get your answers coming up. We're on Sportsmanlike <laughs> on ESPN Radio. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. NFL Network reporting Joe Barry, Packers defensive coordinator, out long rumored. A lot of controversy around him. Green Bay making a change with their staff there. We are Unsportsmanlike presented by Progressive Insurance here on ESPN Radio, ESPNU. Calls in a second. I want your reaction to this. If we're going to kind of categorize the quarterbacks. Done it all, Mahomes. Done almost all, Lamar. Had a chance to do it, Burrow and Hurts. Previously did it all. Rodgers, Stafford, and Russ. And I understand those three are not equal. I get that. Need something more. Allen, Lawrence, Prescott, Herbert, and Purdy. Too young to judge. Stroud and Love. Should they be mentioned? Goff, Cousins, Tua. What that does is it makes Josh Allen's peers, as I laid it out here, Trevor Lawrence, Dak Prescott, Justin Herbert, and Brock Purdy. Any issue with that? Give me that list again. The the need something more mm-hmm. list is Allen, Lawrence, Prescott, Herbert, Purdy. Can I throw Goff in there? Yeah, that's why it needs, you know, should they be mentioned? Fine. You want to put him in there? Meaning we're not putting him with Mahomes. We're not putting him with Lamar. We're not putting him with Burrow and Hurts just yet. Yeah. But but okay. Goff has gone to a Super Bowl. He's in an NFC Championship game. Could go to another Super yeah. Bowl with two and, teams. And I think just, he deserves a little bit more respect. And he's he's doing it with the Lions. Correct. Like that. Like, he's I, in there. He, he get a little more. For he's that. in there okay. today. That's yeah. fine. I will put Tua in the need something more conversation. Not so not, he's good enough to be in that. Yeah, he need needs something more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Donald in Nashville, uh, listening on the ESPN app. What's up, Donald? Hey guys. Morning. Um, the Josh thing to me is is, is so. Um, it's like it's the same. It's the same conversation every year about you know as far as how great he is, but he never beat the 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 uh, the teams that he need to beat to, to be able to achieve. You know when I, when I look at like um, like Joe Burrow, do you think if Josh went to Cincinnati, could he have changed Cincinnati like the way Joe, Joe Burrow did? No, no, I don't believe. No, that. I don't think so. No, no, I don't believe that. I, no. th- I think because there was some like here's the thing: Josh needed to grow as a quarterback once he got into the league. He wasn't a finished product. He wasn't as refined as Joe Burrow was, and so I think that part of it is is the difference with Joe Burrow. And like that's why Joe Burrow, once you got Jamar Chase in there, 
was able to take that team to a Super Bowl despite being the most sacked quarterback. He was a finished product when he got to the NFL. That was not Josh Allen. He was basically playing on an NFL team in college <laughs> with Pretty all much, that yeah, talent. Justin so. Jefferson and Jamar Chase. <laughs> yeah. so he, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, so that running back. Trading, trading yeah, NFL yeah, teams, yeah. essentially. <laughs> Joe, Joe took a pay cut to come play in the NFL. <laughs> there are also some guys that you look at upon arrival, they're just, they do something to their team, right? They just are like, we're going to run through a wall. CJ Stroud did it this year for the Texans. No doubt. Right? Josh Allen needed time to do that. That wasn't yeah. upon arrival where like, hey, I want, and I don't even know that they want to run through a wall for him right now. They don't not want to play for him, but there's just something. They needed to let that thing bake with Josh. Coming from Wyoming, they needed to let it sit in the incubator for a while. Weird and they com- did that initially. Weird comparison. But like there's some guys that jump. Like Draymond is one of those guys. Tyrese Halliburton is one of those guys in the NBA that like players just love to be around and want to play with and do more with and defend. Certainly all. don't want to play against Draymond. Well, that's yeah. You want to you, you want to yeah, not get choked. Uh, Lee in Illinois, listening on 103.5. What's up, Lee? Hey, I know this was like a couple seconds ago, but uh, and I'm first time li- listener, first time caller. Love you. your show. Thank you. And uh, another comment was that. Uh, I'd already dropped off my children as I was delivering them to school before I called you guys. Just because I, <laughs> yeah, you know, thank you. Right. Right. Good. Good. Yes, well done. Re- no, Evan Cohen is a stickler for that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, I know I'm going to kind of fire you guys up. Maybe get your opinion on this. I think Josh Allen is a really, really good quarterback, and I'm a Vikings fan, so I'm not a Bills fan or anything like that. But. Um, you know, if McDermott doesn't call that fake fourth down on the 50-yard line and Patrick Mahomes gets the ball and scores, would it have been a different game if he wouldn't have scored that score? I think the Bills could have won that game. Yeah, and maybe. That's all I got to say. Yeah, maybe. You guys have a great day. But even here's the other thing. Even if Bass makes the field goal, Mahomes still has a little under two minutes and a timeout to just get a field goal the other way. Like, are, are yep. you going to bet against him in that spot? Because I'm not going to. So even if everything went right where they took a, uh, they tied the game, Mahomes still would have had an opportunity. But I guess my whole point is there are situations where everything does go right and there's still not enough to beat Mahomes. They had a lead with 13 seconds to go two years ago in the divisional round in Arrowhead. And they lost the damn game because Pat Mahomes is so good. He's where, where is that moment for Josh Allen? Where, th- th- that's, I guess that's the point. Where is that at? That's what we're waiting on. Your, your physical abilities, your, your, your amazing talent is supposed to translate to that at some point. And it just hasn't. That's why I can't use the word great when it comes to the conversation around you especially in comparison to Mahomes, Burrow, or Lamar Jackson. And he had that moment on a platter. Those two incompletions down the stretch there. He could have sealed it. Well, yes, Mahomes would have that probably still the, had that some time. That would have been the moment. But that was the moment right there where you could have put your team ahead at home versus Mahomes. And yes, he probably would have had some time on the clock and had a chance to respond. But you could have been the reason why. Yeah, I mean, again, nobody is saying that the, the, the Bills did not lose because of Josh. But there was an opportunity for Josh to win the game, and he didn't do it, which is why I can't assign greatness to him, even though everybody's in a rush to do so. At Unsports ESPN on Twitter, if you want to follow along, where we put that list up of the kind of categories for the quarterbacks there. Uh, Brian listening on ESPN 106.3 in West Palm in Florida joining us. What's up, Brian? Well, first of all, at Epco Radio, I've been listening to you for years down here. Super happy for your success, man. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. So listen, I grew up in New England. I'm a huge Patriots fan, so it pains me to admit this publicly. 
When I was a kid, one of my favorite quarterbacks to watch was Jim Kelly. Mm. I thought the guy was absolutely incredible. And I'm not saying one is the equivalent of the other, but how around Josh Allen does the conversation change if he were to, let's say, go to four Super Bowls and lose them? He would be on a completely different level. No doubt. That's what you just said, Brian, and thank you for the phone call and the kind words. What you just said is literally the thing that's missing. There are some things in life. You know what? That's a per- I'll make it about me based on what he just said. That guy, and I appreciate it, thought I was good at on the radio when I was on ESPN 106.3. Getting here makes my entire career look different. It just mm-hmm. does. It validates yeah. you in a different way. Yeah. So, And I'm not equating myself to a quarterback. You were good on ESPN New York. You were good on 101 in ESPN in St. Louis. But getting here gives us the top line of the resume. That's a good comparison. It doesn't mean doing local radio is bad. It's phenomenal. We had a great time. It's awesome. But when you get here, we have, where are you going to start your resume with? Unsportsmanlike. People look at you different. Yeah, they look at us. We're the same. Maybe Super Bowl champ. Oh, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what I was. Javante. But I guess, but I guess that's what I'm saying. But to your point, though, like with Josh Allen, if he gets to the Super Bowl. Even if he loses. The, even if he loses. Everything around him changes. Big time. The Everything, shine is and, different. And, and, that, and that's what we're waiting on. Like Everybody is saying, oh, this kind of talent should result in winning a championship, especially in today's game. Well, get to the Super Bowl. Then it should change for you. Now, here's the interesting part about it, and Dominique Foxworth brought up the comparison with Cam Newton. Cam Newton got to a Super Bowl. Cam Newton won an MVP. And people still don't give him his flowers. No. So, I mean, how, like, and, and that's the – and he did that without a receiver that went over 1,000 yards. Uh, he had tight end. He had Greg Olson, but he, he did that with no wide receiver on his team having over a thousand yards. His team went fifteen and one. He won an MVP and he got to the Super Bowl. Uh, that's not a hit or there. But I guess the perception around you should change if you get to that level. Mm-hmm. Josh has yet to do that, which is why I think it's fair to say, Ev, that he has underachieved thus far in his career based on the talent. And it's not a knock on him. Because we're acknowledging that he has this immense talent, this amazing ability. I mean, the throw he made to Khalil Shakir at the end of the third quarter in that game against the Chiefs, that's a phenomenal play. There are only a handful of quarterbacks that can do that. How about the throw to Steph Diggs? The throw to Steph Diggs was an absolute bomb. He uncorked that thing. Diggs dropped it, but it was an absolute bomb. Beautiful. Beautiful pass. The one to Trent Sherfield was a great pass. Every, I'm acknowledging that he has the physical ability. But at some point, it's got to translate to those moments where you overcome, especially against quality competition, and you get your team to the games that matter the most. Are we going to let him like just blow past the fact that we were celebrating how great it is to be on this show, and he just, <laughs> he just one-upped us with the ice on the Super Bowl ring? Really? I've seen that ring. I would do the same I'm just, thing. I'm just saying, we're going to allow that to happen here. I would here. do the same thing. Javante, humble brag or just brag? It's a humble break. He'll say it's a humble break. Thank you, Javante. Thank you. I don't even think so. Thank you. He earned that. Thank you. He's a Super Bowl champ, and we're just mere people on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It's time for Respect It or Check It here on Unsportsmanlike alongside Super Bowl champion Chris Canty. You just reminded us of that last segment. And <laughs> oh, Evan I hadn't Cohen. noticed. <laughs> I'm Michelle Zimone. You just don't like it because of who was on the losing end. No, because I don't like it because it was a perfect time for us to celebrate this show and he had to try to top us with the Super Bowl win. No, he didn't try to. He did. Whatever. <laughs> Super Bowl schmooper bowl. <laughs> Who cares? Schmooper Bowl? Schmooper Bowl. I don't, I don't think that's a term. That's not a Oh, thing. it's not? It's not okay. a term. No. All right, boys. Time for Respect It or Check It, where I give you a statement. You tell me if you respect it or check it. Pretty simple <laughs> premise here. First one, Doc Rivers will lead the Bucks to a title this year. Respect it or check it, Oh, CC. I'm checking that. I'm fading the Bucks all day long. And, and listen, I don't want to disparage Giannis or Damian Lillard. I just think that this team has some real issues personnel-wise with how they defend. We'll see what they end up doing at the trade deadline. But it's hard for somebody that doesn't have eyes on the situation to parachute in in the middle of the season and expect that this team is going to contend at a championship level. Like, there has to be some level of connectivity, not only between the players on the court, but with the synergy that they have with the head coach, and it's hard to develop that on the fly. I checked that. I think they have the pressure to win a championship right now. I think when you look at the Eastern Conference, there are two teams that are championship robust in Boston, obviously, and Milwaukee. There are two teams that properly have championship or bust mentality, but I don't know that anybody's going to look at it that way in Philly and Miami. And I don't think Milwaukee can lose. I think everything's out there. And Giannis has had – they have given everything that Giannis could possibly want to Giannis. So I check it. All right, next one. Respect it or check it. The MLB Hall of Fame has become the MLB Hall of Good. I think it's great. I don't think it's all time great. I don't. Th- I think Joe Mal- Joe Mauer and Todd Helton and uh, Adrian Beltre are better than good. I think that's pretty fair. They're they're great players. They're not all time great players. Like of that four we're showing on ESPNU, the best at their respective jobs is Jim Leland. Yeah, Jim Leland's awesome. Jim Leland is a better all time manager than those three guys are players comparatively. He's closer to in his era. He's not Joe Torre, he's not Bobby Cox, and he's not Tony LaRusso, but and he's probably fourth because Dusty won after the fact. Dusty yeah. was at the same time, but I, I, I know not the same exact era. I could be forgetting someone. So he's top four of his era, top five of his era, let's say. Yeah. Or any of those guys top five of their era? No. No, okay. no, no. And I'm going to check it, though. I'm not going to go as far as saying that it's the Hall of Very Good, but I will say that it's, it's losing credibility by the class, especially when you have guys like Gary Sheffield, who was last time on the ballot, not have an opportunity to get in. Guy's a nine-time All-Star and a champion. Like, how how does he not get in? Like that, I got a problem with that. I also got a problem with Barry Bonds, A. Rod not getting in. I don't know how you tell the story of baseball, especially over the last twenty-five years, without talking about those three guys. You know who I think is an interesting case is Carlos Beltran because he gained a little traction. What in his second year on the ballot, he went up from forty-six point. 0.5% to 57.1%. And he played an integral role in the Astros' sign-stealing scandal. Mm. Now, I know the players mm. weren't punished for that, but if you're going to, if he gets in 
and those PED guys don't, I have a huge problem with yeah, that. Yeah, why are you bringing him up? Why? 2006, you have to do this to me? As a Mets I fan, you as there. a Cardinals fan? I was, I was talking when about When Wainwright him. struck him out. Most his beautiful bat, pitch I've ever bat seen. His bat is still on his shoulder. Most beautiful pitch I've ever seen. Yeah. But I wasn't bringing him up for that reason, for the, the cheating aspect of it, Evan. You're the one that took it to your pain. Yeah, well, whatever. All right, next. Respect it or check it. Speaking of your pain, Evan, Bill Belichick won't coach this year. I'm checking it, but there feels like there's more of a respected answer today than we've had in recent memory because we have Schefter coming on with us yesterday talking about the idea of, like, what the heck is going on? Why aren't people looking at him here? Dan Graziano, ESPN NFL insider reporter, joins us weekly, also saying, hey, if Atlanta's not only looking at him, they're looking at all these other guys as well, and we don't have any rumors of anyone interested in him, and Schefter made it clear to us that as of this moment, there doesn't seem to be like another opening on the horizon, i.e. Philly, or, well, we know Dallas now, Philly is a press conference tonight, so I'm checking it, he will coach, but there is a respected angle right now. I think i got to respect it. And I don't want to, and I think it's a shame if he wouldn't have the opportunity to continue his coaching career and he wants to. I, I think that will be a terrible look for the NFL. But when you, I acknowledge, like, this guy is going into his, what, age 73 season, and the oldest coach that we've seen in the NFL was Marv Levy. Was he 72 years old? Like, I, I just – I don't know that they're going to afford him the opportunity to continue to do this thing, even though he probably still has the capacity, he still has the ability to elevate a team past where they currently are. So I don't want to respect it, but I think I have to. I will be floored if he doesn't coach next year. That is not something I ever anticipated. Brady got to go out on his own terms, not once but twice. Bill Belichick should be afforded the right to do the same thing. And I know sometimes coaches don't know when to walk away because this is their entire life. But the NFL loves the storylines. Bill Belichick on another team going for the all-time wins record would be must-see TV every single week. Can I ask a stupid question, but as it relates to Belichick? Remember a few years ago? So Brady leaves. Obviously, you remember that. But remember, like, they didn't really have the obvious plan at quarterback. People thought it was going to be Jared Stidham. Then, like, they realized, wait, we can get Cam Newton for a million dollars? Like, all right, let's do that. If all these jobs are open and then they close— is there any team that looks at it and says, hey, we heard Belichick's asking price was 20, but he doesn't have a job. Like, could we find out if we can get him for like 10 and just like fire our coach now and get him like a late in the game kind of we can get Bill Belichick for sale? I'm being dead serious. Could there be a move like that? He would pull that move, right? Yeah. Where you'd look at him and say, okay, you know, we want him, but do we want him at that price? Well, if he doesn't have a job and he's running out of years to coach. Bill, lower your price. We'll, we'll get you. We'll, move, we'll make a move here, but you've got to meet our price. Just throwing that out there. Hmm. Next one. Respect it or check it. The Eagles will regret not firing Nick Sirianni. Respect it. They're going to regret not firing him, especially with a coach like Bill Belichick that's out there, Mike Vrabel out there. There are clear upgrades at the head coaching spot. And again, please, somebody, tell me what Nick Sirianni does well. He doesn't call plays. Like He doesn't seem like he's an incredibly – you know, a credible guy when it comes to motivating the locker room and galvanizing the team. Uh, if, if that was the case, they wouldn't have gone a seven-game stretch where they lost six six games. Like I, I just don't know what Nick Sirianni does well. And so, I mean, he's not great with the media. So, I mean, what's the point of having Nick Sirianni around? I don't get that. 
Let me ask you a question on this because you've said that, and I think it's interesting. So let's put that same question up to other coaches that have been on the hot seat that are keeping their jobs that you would have an answer to. Like, in other words, somebody may say, well, what does Mike McCarthy do well? He's great with Dak Prescott this year. And and quarterbacks, period. He's great with quarterbacks, period. And he's won a Super Bowl. Okay, so he has an answer. What does Matt Eberflus with the Bears do well? He's good defensively. Look at what they did once they got a pass rusher in Montez Sweat. They won five of their last eight games. What does Dennis uh, Allen of the— Also oh, sorry, with Eberflus, conversely, while the Eagles were melting down, they turned the tide and showed progress th- towards the end of the season. Okay. What does Dennis Allen of the Saints do well? That's a great— good Defensively, I mean, he's a good tactician defensively, yeah. Okay, so we're He calls okay. plays defensively, yes. Okay, I'm just looking at other guys that were on the hot seat we thought that kept their gigs— Around Sean McDermott, as of now, right? Sean McDermott. Great defensively. Great defensively. Great. So then, yeah, there's your, there's your compare and contrast there, right? That those are his peers relative to the, guys on the, the hot seat. The team became what we know them to be now when he gave over play calling duty back in 2021, midway through the year, to Shane Steichen. They became the Eagles that we know now when he did that. That's what happened. They rolled that to the playoffs in Jalen Hurts' first full year as a starter. They went to the Super Bowl last year. Shane Steichen gets a job. The offense has a little bit of residual. They start out 10-1, and one, and then they absolutely collapse. By the way, to answer your question, respect it, that they're going to regret not making a move. Respect, okay. respect it. All right, last one. Evan, let's start with you since you love this guy. Respect it or check it. Brock Purdy will be the reason the 49ers won't win the Super Bowl. Check it. I don't, I don't envision him making enough mistakes where that could ever happen. I just don't buy it. I think he's going to make enough plays where they could potentially win the Super Bowl. I don't – like, he's – now, this is, I guess, a trick question in some ways because if I, if if in the Super Bowl he has a touchdown, he makes it the Super Bowl, he has a touchdown and a pick. People may blame him that he or touchdown and no picks that he didn't have three. He doesn't have the ability to have three touchdowns, let's say, which he does. But I'm going to still check that. Mm, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna respect it. I'm gonna respect it because this team has everything else that they need. Like they've got a pretty good defense that's formidable with Nick Bosa and, and Fred Warner, although they're not as dominant as they have been in years past. They've got an outstanding running game with Christian McCaffrey. I don't know how Christian McCaffrey continues to do it. Like in a, in, a, in a time where running backs fall off after about three or four years, this guy seems like he's getting better every single year. And we thought he was trending that way. And too. I thought he was trending that way. I mean, last year, 1,800 yards from scrimmage. This year, over 2,200 yards from scrimmage. Like The dude is just phenomenal. So you got that. I mean, you got Brandon Ayuk, you got George Kittle, you got the best off- offensive lineman in the league, and Ev would say the best nine quarterback in the league in Trent Williams. Like, it, yep. it, like this, like if they don't win a championship, I don't think it'll be because of the head coach. I don't think it'll be because of the supporting cast. I think it will be because of Brock Purdy. So I'm gonna respect it. Um, you, when you say I don't know how Christian McCaffrey keeps getting better when the running backs keep dying, is there an argument that because he's not a running back? He's like whatever position you want no, to name a, him. He's a running back. When you look at the touches, he's a running back. But I'm saying, like, doesn't he feel like he plays a different position than Derrick Henry does or Josh Jacobs does? Because of the versatility? Yeah, I'm not saying that those guys can't catch the ball out of the backfield. He just feels like he plays a different position than them. Well, I mean, I, now, I don't know what position it is. Here's but, the thing. I would just say from the sheer volume of touches, every time he catches the ball, every time he runs the ball, he's going to get hit. Mm-hmm. And so that's what it is with running backs. They just have more volume of touches. That means they have more punishment on their bodies, and they usually fall off faster than anybody else. But Christian McCaffrey does it. Like that, like that, that is a superpower in today's game. Respect it or check it. Terry Rozier is going to be the reason the Heat won a championship this year. Oh, oh you guys respect it? Great. Coming up, our unsportsmanlike moments of the day and Canty's worst bets. Next. <laughs>
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. He survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. Was not a great look. We have now just completely leaned into CC's best bets. As unsportsmanlike moments, even though he did win last night. Yeah, well, we won last night now. We won. We went with Jokic over 10.5 boards, and we went with the Nuggets on the money line over, over the Pacers on the road. Yeah. He was due. We won that one. You said it, Smalls, yesterday. I was due, and we came up. That's so right. So we, we, we have exercised the demons. And now we're going to just try to keep the train rolling. You know what? We just want to keep the train on track. Today's the start of a heater. There you go. You know, we win another one. That's called a winning streak. It has happened before. Shout out to Major League. Um, yeah, it's going to happen. So we're going to go back to the association. And tonight, we got a little three-leg parlay. A little three-leg parlay, a little something-something. So we're going to go with, of course, something from the Cavs-Bucks game because the Bucks had big news and firing their head coach, Adrian Griffin, and seemingly poised to hire Doc Rivers. So what do you always call it, Ev? The interim, interim head coach, coach bump. bump. Okay, so the interim coach bump, we're going to say that that impacts Giannis. So Giannis, we're going to bet on you, buddy. <laughs> over, 40, over 45 and a half points plus rebounds. So Giannis over 45 and a half points plus rebounds. Okay? Then we're going to go with the Minnesota Timberwolves on the money line on the road against the Washington Wizards. Awful team. And we're also going to go with the Oklahoma City Thunder on the money line on the road against the San Antonio Spurs. Awful team. Where are they from? San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. Don't make fun of my accent. San Antonio Spurs. So here we go. Those three things. Giannis, 45 and a half points plus rebounds. Okay. We got the, the Timberwolves on the money line. Spur, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder on the money line. That pays out. At plus 195. Okay. Plus 195. All right. Time now for the unsportsmanlike moment of the day, which definitely warrants a conversation on so many levels. Yesterday on First Take, The Rock was in the building. And The Rock went on First Take with Stephen A. and Molly Karam and Shannon Sharp and interacted with Stephen A. Smith in just the most amazing way here. 
If we were to go to WrestleMania, and it was Paul Heyman managing Roman Reigns, the universal champion, facing The Rock, the people's champion, the most electrifying man in all of entertainment, the people's champ, the people's choice, and he's got a manager in Stephen A. Smith. Don't do it. Let's hear what that WrestleMania promo would sound like. Can you smell what The Rock is cooking? Yes. I like that idea. I would have to do that. Stephen A. as a wrestling manager. I love this as a concept. He's got to do it. Now, I was always a big Bobby the Brain Heenan guy. Yeah, of course. There's some great wrestling managers. Yeah. Bobby the Brain Heenan, slick, great manager. Mm-hmm. Mr. Fuji. Mm-hmm. Remember Mr. Oh, Mr. Fuji was great. Jim Cornette with the tennis rackets. Mm-mm-mm. The mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. Would Stephen A. be the best wrestling manager of all time? And there's a difference between Pat Costello, you're a huge wrestling person also. Correct me if I'm wrong. There's a difference in wrestling terms of a manager and a valet. Like Miss Elizabeth was considered a valet, right? Is that what the, the terminology is, Pat? Yes. Yeah. I, I don't know what the actual difference yeah, is. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But there's a difference. Well, here's the thing. Is Stephen A. going to get involved in the action, though? You have to. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, Stephen we've a. seen Stephen those a. videos of him boxing. <laughs> so that means I asked the question again. Is Stephen A. going to get involved in the action? And what degree of confidence do we have if he does? I was once involved small, in a wrestling event small, as a like manager. I don't, I don't know. He's a showman. He's a showman. And he rises to big occasions. Yeah. I could see Stephen A. holding somebody his own. Somebody needs to have a chair on standby. Because yeah, I'm pretty sure he'd have to hit somebody with the chair. I was, I I was a wrestling manager once. Yeah. No joke. For an event, I, I, for like a, a, an event, a wrestling event, they had me come in as a wrestling manager. And they kicked me out immediately. That was the bit that I would get kicked out right away. And I'm like, well, why am I showing up here exactly if I have to get kicked out right away? And then I went to watch because it wasn't like on TV or anything. But I was in the stands and people started booing me because that's called kayfabe where you're like you're not supposed to lean into like the fact that it's not real. Okay. Right. So they go like Pat, you probably are disgusted that I went back into the stands after this. Correct. Yeah. You can't go sit in the stands after you get booed. Of course. Of course. Well, that's a good heel move by you, though. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> top three wrestlers in your mind of all time, or your favorite wrestlers? I know Smalls is like you guys are on another planet. I've Who never, I've never watched it ever in my life. Not one time, no. Like Stephen A. would be so Ooh, unbelievable. Uh, so I love the Junkyard Dog. I love the Ultimate Warrior, and, and I mean, yeah, yeah, you have to go with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. Woo! Got to go with him. What about HBK? Listen. I loved wrestling when I was a kid. Loved it. I right. mean, I love absolutely loved it. But I'm, not, I'm just saying, Pat. You know who are the saying? top three? I, I don't have anything negative to say. Give us the top three of all time, Pat. Austin, The Rock, John Cena. Like that's it. No, no other people could be in the mix. Not Hogan. Not Savage. Not Undertaker. None of these people could be in the mix. I mean, they can be, but I don't think that's the answer. Wow. All right. I would say that uh, you're wrong on some of the stuff that you're saying. You have never watched wrestling. Smalls was looking at us. Andre like the Giant, Booker T. Like, I loved all of is them. Is Booker man. T considered one of the all-time greats? No, probably not, but he was one of my favorites. Yeah. You don't have to be. Harlem a, Heat. You don't have, but here's the thing. What happened to the other guy? You don't have to be an all-time great to be one of my favorites. Yeah, that's I mean, true. Macho Man, Randy Savage. Yeah, brother. I loved it. Loved it. Macho Man, Randy Savage. Let me tell you something, brother. Let me tell you something, brother. Michelle Smallman. Yeah, that's Macho Man. So great. Oh, I wouldn't know. <laughs> so great. So great. Oh, God. It's that great in so Spider-Man. Great. Oh, that's right. When he was Bonesaw. 
Wow, he was in Spider-Man. I totally forgot about that. But Stephen A., so we, we won. Bam, bam, Bigelow. With the tattoos oh, on his head great, from great. Asbury bam, Park, bam. New Jersey. Chris, Chris Carlin Swin. Great and major pain. <laughs> wow. Chris Carlin Swin is Bam Bam Bigelow? Bam Bam Bigelow. Wow. I don't know about that one. I'm not sure about that one, but that's uh, really insulting. Um, <laughs> what about, like, I love... I Wait, just, Bam Bam Bigelow looks like Guy Fieri. Fieri. Oh. Fieri. Oh, He's speak- got the, the flame shirt the flame Yeah, the flame. Speaking of Guy, Guy will be joining us later in February in studio. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah, Looking forward true. to that. He's the best. The greatest. So who ha- who rocked the flame shirt first? Was oh, it- Bam Bam Bigelow. Bam Bam before yeah. Guy? Oh, yeah. Was he inspired before. by Bam Bam, I wonder? Oh, we can ask Let's him. Let's ask I'm him. I'm going to guess no on well, that. Well, because this is quite literally the same shirt. Yeah. Did you like the jobbers, like Brooklyn ba- Brawler? Remember him? Barry Horowitz that would like tap him, pat himself on yes, the back. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, the jobbers. Are, do you know what jobber means? Small. Are we speaking no of, idea. Those are the guys that are literally like they're basically the um, who's the team that plays the Harlem Globetrotters. Oh, the Washington generals. generals. The generals. Yeah. They're basically like the Washington Generals. These guys show up and they're wrestling against like big wrestlers and they lose every single time. Like they've never won ever. Sounds like a fun job. Well, you probably get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to be on the the tour with the these bushwhackers. Guys. The bushwhackers. Oh, that was so Those great. The, 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 the bushwhackers, <laughs> and they would lick they would lick great. each other's heads. Literally, Smalls has no interest <laughs> in what you guys are talking about. Right now. I feel like I'm in a foreign country and I'm just nodding and smiling politely because I have no idea what's happening. That was a great era for tag teams: bushwhackers, killer bees. Heart Foundation. Best yep, era. that was great. Demolition. It was, great. it was so good. It was so good. I always thought Demolition was better than um, what's the other one that was everybody loved. Um, wrestling was so great. What is it? War- Hawk and Animal. The Road, Road Warriors. Warriors. Road Warriors. Yeah. You, oh, because James, James Laurinaitis' his dad. I like, covered him in St. Louis. She knows them. Of course, she yeah. knows them. The Road dad, Warriors. Very, but was universally, very everyone says they're the greatest tag team. I never thought that, and I always get crapped on for that because they, they were dope, though. They were dope. But in the they demolition? Were, they were awesome. A they demolition were, should never have added the they third were, guy. They were crush. awesome. They were awesome. Yeah. The Road Warriors were awesome. But all of this leads back to Stephen A. Smith. Hold on, real quick. You guys just got so geeked talking about this. You guys were let really expi- high. Let me explain. It was something. very fun to win. <laughs> I was going to say, how come I get yelled at for having wrestling figures? Evan just I, talked about wrestling for like eight straight minutes. I he brought up the killer bees. It's all of us. I feel like I just watched you guys go back in time. There, like, is, there was like your youth coming I, to life it, it here. Was, it was pretty though, cool. It was, I it was promise great. you, there is not great. a single topic that would garner more phone calls than old school 80s and 90s wrestling. Remind me to call in sick that day. Well, you're here currently, and I we're know, doing it. No, but if you're it. doing the phone calls, remind me to call in sick that day. Michelle, you can leave. Thank you. But all Great of, show, this, all of this leads towards, are we not in all in agreement that this should happen, that Stephen A needs to be the Rocks manager at this event? It would be awesome. Get in the ring and be a part of it. No? It would be terrible. You think it would be terrible, Pat? Yeah. Even if he doesn't know how to cut a wrestling promo. He just did. No, he just quoted The Rock and said, yeah, that would be fun. I want to see him do it. I want to see him do it. Just saying. would like to see him do it. We're going to have two big press conferences today. Nick Sirianni with the Eagles is meeting with the media. John Horst, Milwaukee Bucks general manager, is meeting with the media. We'll have to go through what exactly happened in firing a head coach after 43 games. Greeny coming up next. We are on to Thursday on Sportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? 
You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.